BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. The Chicago Bears just suffered one of the worst losses of the season in a season that's largely been a struggle for many Bears fans, even though this season was all about, you know, proving a couple things and developing a set of foundation. It's been a rough season of losses for the Chicago Bears. We've lost a franchise record nine games in a row. We're going to talk about our takeaways from that last loss and more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bears Central, your number one place for all Chicago Bears news and content. All right, so the first thing that I do want to talk about on today's episode, by the way, I'm Hayes. Welcome to the channel. This is Chicago Bears Central. Thank you for joining. Uh, and that is Matt Eberflus uh, did say that there were some internal discussions about potentially sitting uh, Justin Fields in that second half of that loss last night against the Lions. Now, he did say that it was conversations between him, the staff, and Justin Fields uh, before each drive to decide whether he was going to play or not or sit and, you know, the fact of the matter is he said this, if he's healthy and good to go, he's going. And I think that's a mindset of Justin Fields as well as the team. Like, as bad as last night's loss was, and we're going to get into that, um, it's just terrible loss. Um, Justin Fields is a competitor. And even when you when you see things like him talking to Chase Claypool over the side after Claypool kind of had a blow up and, and stuff there, it all makes sense, right? And, you know, that's kind of one of the things that I do want to talk about um, as well. And we'll get into that as, as far as the takeaways. This Chase Claypool and his frustrations, how they are very valid. Um, you know, Justin Fields being sacked 55 times already on the season, on, on pace to be sacked 60 times um, this season, just depending on how well they do next game. Uh, it's been a frustrating season of just lack of protection from Fields. And, you know, while some of that is him holding on to the ball, it's a combination between that and his offensive line just not being what it is. All the injuries we have on that offensive line have really sucked out the life of this team over the course of the season. But, you know, the fact that Justin Fields has made as much as he has, that he hasn't missed more games because of injury, I at least take is it's it's honestly shocking considering how many times he's sacked, uh, how how abused he's he's just been. And one of the biggest things that this team does need to do in this offseason is improve the protection for Justin Fields. They need to protect that asset the best they can. Justin Fields is right now the motor of the Chicago Bears offense. And he is the most exciting player and what just brings in so many casual eyes and things and, and everything when it comes to the Bears. And he has to be on the top of his game and we have to keep him upright and as healthy as possible. So that's got to be one of the things that Ryan Poles um, has to focus on uh, next season is improving that offensive line in a meaningful way. And they tried some things this season, bringing in some veterans. None of the veterans that they signed really had the impact or were able to stay on the field as long as probably what they expected when they made the signings. And this team is going to have to go in, make some adjustments, and figure out what they need to do with this offensive line to just play better overall. So 
With that being said, let's get into some of the takeaways from last night's game. And one of those is kind of what I just already alluded to. Justin Fields needs to be protected better. 55 sacks on the season for him, tied for 12th most in a single season. As much as Justin Fields is close to breaking the single season QB rushing record, we got to also keep in mind and keep our eyes focused on the fact that Hey, they they have not protected this quarterback very well, and very much over the over the course of this game. One of the biggest takeaways is that we just it was a complete breakdown from us in every aspect of the game. Basically, last night, every facet of a football game, the Bears had a breakdown in. And you know, while I do think that Justin Fields should have been pulled from the game, that is my personal opinion. I, it says a lot about him and his mindset as a competitor that he did not want to be pulled out of that game. He was not going to allow it, but this team has to do better protecting him because things broke down, but the defense broke down as well, allowing for, what, 260-some-odd rushing yards, uh, just allowing the the Detroit Lions to really do whatever they want. 265 rushing yards did this team had. Jared Goff with three touchdowns, then with a, as a team with two rushing touchdowns, that team did whatever they wanted to do against the Bears, and we had, like I said, it was probably our biggest breakdown of a game in, in both facets well every facet of the game that we've seen so far this season and honestly it was a disgusting output to see as a Bears fan as somebody who is a lifelong Bears fan is going to ride for this team no matter what it just it was it was a disgusting loss last night and then as well as that Braxton Jones and Riley Reef were just they got completely blown up in that game um we know that this offensive line came in with injuries and they suffered even more Tevin Jenkins going down again but uh, Braxton Jones and Riley Roof were just absolutely terrible. Not, it's not good. They got they got bullied. They got abused. They got everything. They did not provide very much uh, protection at all. And while I do think I, I like Braxton Jones over the course of the season, and like I said it before, he um, in the second half of the season only allowed three sacks, but he allowed three sacks by himself just last night, doubling that uh, that second half output. He he's a, a young guy, and I do still believe overall in his potential on this team, but. Listen, some some serious things have to happen. Now, one of the things that I also take away from this game that I alluded to earlier is that Chase Claypool was upset. If you guys saw him over on the sideline, he got into it with the wide receiver coach. He threw his helmet. Um, Justin Fields came over to him and calmed him down, but he has every right to be upset. You get moved to this team. You hope for more opportunities. You are the number one wide receiver right now with Darnell Mooney being out, and at at some point, Chase Claypool was just used as a decoy down the field. He didn't have much. And, you know, let's let's be clear here as well. That was Justin Fields' worst game as a passer I've probably seen from him. And, and as great as Justin Fields is, and as much as he did damage in that first quarter running-wise, it was abysmal passing offense. And Chase Claypool had every right to be frustrated by the schemes, by the plays that were called, by everything. That was just, like I said, it was a complete breakdown in every facet of the game. And so, you know, Chase Claypool being upset, Every right to me. Now, I do think things are going to improve for him, his his uh, his place in the offensive lineman, uh, just just in general, him being better utilized in the offense and having more plays ran for him. But at the end of the day, it's it's this. You traded for this guy. You gave up your own second round pick that would have been basically like a low first round pick for all intents and purposes, considering how bad the Bears have been on this back half of the season, not winning any games. But while I don't think that Claypool should have made the scene that he did, his frustration is absolutely understandable. He's been a bear for now two months. His involvement in the offense has seemingly gotten worse where it should have been um, increasing because of uh, the injuries and everything going on there. It's going to be hard to salvage this this season, right? But this offseason, they have to do a better job at incorporating Chase Claypool. They have to work on the chemistry between him and Justin Fields. They have to do that. This guy is a, is a, is a weapon that should be used down the field now, albeit 
We know we don't have the wide receiver core that we even thought we were coming into the season with, um, with, with the injuries that we've had. But on top of that, it's just been a disappointing year as far as passing-wise for the most part. They need to fix that in this offseason. This team is going to have to do some major work to not be so run. Again, run heavy and, and run reliant are very different things. And I talked about this before. This team is always going to be a run heavy team as long as they have Montgomery and Khalil Herbert. And they should be one of the best one two punches as far as running backs in the league. They should be. We have the number one rushing offense for a reason, but they have to not be so run reliant all the time and, 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 and be run heavy. Right. But, incorporate your passing game a little bit more get creative in what you do down the field they have to find a way to do this and then the last takeaway the Bears defense just did not seem prepared for what the Lions were going to do they came into this game and it seemed like they weren't coached well they weren't prepared well they weren't anything and that is such a far cry from where this defense was at one point where maybe not having the skill to execute all the time did seem prepared and was a better second half team for a large part of the season all that has gone away and so you know it, it, it is what it is there. Um, some things have to improve with this season. And we only got one game left to improve those things. But, um, you know, in this offseason, this team, this coaching staff has a lot to rebuild, not only in bringing in new talents and br building up the team talent-wise that way, but just rebuilding just some of the confidence of other players, some of the, um, the way that uh, uh, certain players are used. They have to look to improve a lot of those things in this offseason. Now, one of the things that we're also watching out for is can the Bears get the number one overall pick? And right now, their destiny is in their own hands to a certain degree. They would need the Texans to win in the last week of the season and us for, to lose in the last week of the season. With the way the Bears have played, considering they're going up against the Vikings, um, it, it definitely looks like the Bears are definitely going to be able to uh, get the loss needed in that game. But, um, you know, with that being said, it's just this. Like, if the Bears can get the number one overall pick, they can only trade down so much lower. People have pointed out that Seattle, them having a, a pick that's probably going to be around four and another one that's going to be between 12 and 15, maybe a trade partner for the Chicago Bears in which they can still get uh, Carter or Will Anderson Jr. if they were able to move down that low and pick up another uh, pretty high first round pick as well. I don't know the likelihood of or what percentages I'd put on uh, getting a trade with the Seahawks done, but I will put this in there. Right now, we hold the, the number two overall pick almost outright. A loss to Minnesota is going to guarantee us having the second overall pick, but you pair that with a Houston Texans win, and the Bears could will have the number one overall pick in the draft. Now, what that means that they could do, um, it it it's it's getting that number one overall pick opens up a lot for the Chicago Bears and just trade down ability, still getting quite a a great young player. Uh, we'll see. There are going to be a lot of teams that want uh, uh, Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud, and they're going to look at the Bears, possibly trading with the Chicago Bears at that number one overall uh, position to guarantee them getting that player. And we'll see what the Bears can do. If the Bears do stick with the second overall pick, it does change some things. I still think that they should not trade out of a position if it means costing them Will Anderson Jr., or uh, Jalen Carter, but we'll see what Ryan Poles has in store. And by the way, with that being said, this is probably going to be the last week of the daily content the way that you guys have seen it. Next week, we are going to kick up our free agency conversation, our free agent talks uh, and targets there. And we're going to start talking a little bit more about the draft as well as we start uh, gearing this channel more towards the offseason content. Um, it's been a great season. You guys have gotten us over 4,000 su subscribers in a down year in which the Bears have only gotten three wins. We can't wait to see what we do over the offseason and hopefully covering a much improved Bears team next season. And we want to thank you for this journey. Make sure you're following us at Shy Bears Central. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, chicagobearscentral.gmail.com. Lastly, if you want to leave a text and or voicemail, the number to do so, 
is 773-242-9336. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bears related because of you guys. And like I like to end every episode on, bear down. Love you guys. And peace, y'all. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.